2: Welcome to Roto-Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Red. Blender HD, if you want to follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, October 19th. We'll talking a little bit about uh, NFL DFS showdown tonight, the Saints and the Jaguars, as well as some props, some pick because you know who we have on the show for that. Especially it's Will Priester, the head of Chiefs Prop Shop! In the Roto-Grinders Discord, feel free to join us there, rotogrinders.com slash discord. Hit that thumbs up button if you're in the chat. Give me those thummy thumbs early in the morning. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Chief, we were talking just before. College football props. I've been doing very well with college football props. And I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know who, I don't, I don't know. University of Texas El Paso or Sam Houston State. I I don't have any reads on the Florida International or anything like that. I I use our our college football projections, and I and I just bang them out. And yeah, yesterday we had a little bit. It we had we had a little bit of a discrepancy that I, I the early bird gets the worm sometimes. Will right? Like yeah. people, people will you see this often? Sometimes. Often, sometimes that you know, some people depends on the person. In in the in the prop Discord, your prop shop, they're like, "Oh, I'll, I'll take I'll, I'm I'm gonna oh, will's on the over, right?" But like, will's on the over like six hours ago, and now the over has moved twelve yards. Like maybe the over isn't good anymore. At another twelve yards, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, what does the twelve yards matter? What is the what does the four yards matter?" Right. Yeah. Yesterday, the four yards matter because big time, right? Because I, you got you got a number a little bit worse than I got a number, and I made money. You lost it by by just just a margin. That's a very small Uh, not not a margin.
3: Like so so that's the thing about props. Sometimes blender is when when situations like that happen, you just have to laugh. So you got it at one eighty six. And I actually got it in the morning, but it was just I guess I was too late in the morning. I don't know, but it, it depends on and, also depended on the book. And yeah. just to
2: be fair, if I saw it at 190 or whatever, 192, it still would have been value at minus 115 or something. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like it's just Absolutely. a matter of like like I, I I would have taken it the same way that you would have taken it based on our projection, but I just happened to look at the projections like like a half a day earlier than, than you did and yeah. grabbed the number before it moved up to like 192 or so. Yeah for sure
3: so what's yeah and, and that's what's crazy because we got it at one we got it at 190 and a half now he went into overtime and was able to pick up the 190 on a 25 yard pass i got it at one half he didn't pick
2: up the yeah, half yeah
3: i got yes, and so
2: what do they say will What's the old school thing? You lost by the hook. Lost by the hook. Even though it's a prop, you lost by the the,
3: the, the half. Lost by the hook, and that was one of the only ones I I missed last night outside of a receiver prop, which the receiver, I think, uh, he just ended up on the field for, like, I don't know, hardly anything. Like, the quarterback just went nuts in the New Mexico State game. Like, I mean, I think he had 90 yards rushing, two touchdowns. They were in control of the game. He he just – it, 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 he just wasn't going to get there. But my, my point is, it's really uncanny sometimes how these lines are, are are recorded, and the guy finishes right at 190. And it wasn't 192 on one site and 190 on the other, so we were over for a little while. And I said, okay, so we'll you know we'll see which one is right. And, and obviously, the, the correct stat uh, uh, provider was 190. And Then they all updated to 190. And I said, well, you just throw up your hands and and move on to the next day. And, uh, you know. Did you also
2: have yesterday in college football, did you have the Kelly Akarai under 69 and a half or 67
3: and a half? No, no, no. I had – I I, I didn't play Kelly. I took – I took Pavia from New Mexico State, the quarterback. I took yeah. him over fantasy points. Like He cleared that by, psh,
2: yeah, yeah, I that, know, that was 12 points. Obviously, the over 20. fantasy points, you're, you're playing on prize picks. Like That's not, an, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. a number that they're hanging And, and I got it at of. a
3: good number because I got it at 22, 23 and a half. It closed around 24, 25 and a half. But, I mean, he still blew past all of them. Um, mm-hmm. Another one I was heavy on was a shoemaker fantasy points. I got it at 19 and a half. He closed at 20 and a half. And, I mean, he, he didn't fly by, but I think he finished around 22, 23. So, that was fine. It was just that quarterback play. I took – um, I also took the running back um, from FIU. Took,
2: I'm assuming you took Hankins. Did you take Hankins over? No, no, no.
3: I took uh, um, Shamari Lawrence. He was a little oh, bit Shamari, too low.
2: I, Shamari I, – I, I put together because we have – you get these bonuses, right? Okay. On the regular sports books, you get yeah, 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 yeah. Like you may be playing a lot on Prize Picks and Underdog, but you get these bonuses where, like, I'm gonna find the best way to use them, even though like they may not be the, the greatest of value. It's like, well, these are the things that the sportsbooks want me to do. They want me to take these bonuses. I'm gonna be placing a hundred other props. I want I wanna do similar behaviors that other normal people would do. So yeah. when they offer me something like uh uh Put together a, uh, you know, we're going to give you a bonus, right? Some 50% profit bonus, but it has to be an SGP. And it has right. to be today, and it has to be in college football. And I'm like, there's like two games. Like, what, mm-hmm. like there's not much available. So I take a look and I go, hmm. I have Shamari Lawrence over, over 39 and a half. At that oh, point, yeah. It, got, it moved up to 40, 43 and a half. Uh, yeah. And I just look between the books. I'm like, in this game what's tied to a running back on that team doing well. And I compared and the book that I had the bonus had the best value by, by only a couple of cents of for his, for his anytime touchdown score. So I'm like, yeah. well, if he's doing well, maybe he scores a touchdown. So, but I need a third leg, right? So you're like these SGPs, you're forced into these third legs. So I'm like, well, I already mm-hmm. have Shamari Lawrence is over. And I think that's plus EV. The anytime touchdown score that I, those markets are one way, but at least I have the best number compared to five books. So at least yeah. I got that. And then I'm like, well, what's correlated to that? I'm gonna take the the FIU uh spread plus six. Right. So I'm yeah. like oh. most likely oh, back as well, right? Yeah. Then, right. Most likely they win the most likely they win the game, but in worst case scenario, they they scored on the ground and they don't they lose by less than six. Yeah. When I plug that all in together, it comes out to like like plus 320 or something like that. And then I play the $25 bonus and I go there, give, give it a, I'm not putting together some large thing with like plus 1500 odds or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like looking at, looking at the projections that we have here at rota Grinders and going, what's the best way for me to play this bonus that makes sense in an SGP because yeah, I may have had other pieces, other props, but they don't like common sense. They're like negatively correlated to each other. Like I'm not, I'm not going to take the entire team's passing game under. Like, one of these receivers is going to go over. Yeah, if this absolutely. guy goes under, like, it's not going to be that all three or four of their receivers are going under. Like, I'm not going to pair those things together. I'm just going to be like, okay, where's where's the best bang that I could get for these bonuses? I put them together. And I've, I've run fairly well over the past, you know, two or three weeks yeah, putting these bonuses think- together in the best way can. if the anytime will if the anytime touchdown score prop on the site was awful like 50 cents off from other sites i wouldn't have done that i would have found some other way to put something together but like this is how you could squeeze out some extra ev right just yeah, like we sure. get will with prize picks and underdog like price Picks, you get the taco tuesday right the flex mm-hmm. the flex fridays yeah like those are the times where Like, dude, they're going to give you a Taco Tuesday that's going to significantly be plus EV. Like, even if it's a very quiet Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever, like, there's enough stuff that's on the board that you could put together in a smart way for the $25 promo that they give you. If you can't, like, oh, I can't really, like, I'd much rather will. I'm, I'm assuming you agree with me. For prize picks, unlike Taco Tuesday, I'm putting together a five pick flex, no matter what.
3: Yeah, I'm yeah, five and sixes. That's all I do. do That's
2: it. I'm not going to do a two. I can I can find four things that make this worthwhile to do because I get paid so much better on a five pick than you do on a two.
3: Yeah, yeah, five and sixes all day for me. Um, Especially, let me say this: especially on Flex Friday. When they're give, they're going to give you the promo back if you just lose it all. Like you know, just go all the way. Just take the six pick, and if you hit it, then it's like, hey, great. If you don't, you're not technically losing any money. It's going to be promo, but you know, th- th- that's the way I like to play. And let me say this too, Blender. Even the other night, this was Monday Night Football. Underdog had two promos. They had a DAC over a you know over total yards at half. You know, he said get one yard and they threw a Justin Herbert up for like an hour. So it was only 10 bucks. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and of course, I did five picks. I hit one of them, <laughs> made 200 bucks off of twenty dollars. And so I basically ended up with a 10 extra turn right on on what I put in. And I almost hit the other one, which was crazy that the guy needed to get one tackle to at least push. And he didn't get that. He had four tackles in the first half. Blender got zero tackles in the second half. How does that happen? I have no idea, but the, the point is take advantage of on, on underdog. Those are more free squares. I call those actual free squares where he has to get a yard on price picks. It's more like you said, they're giving you a, a, enough of a discount for, you know, you need to take the over. Right. Um, but my, my larger point is always take advantage of the the promos, the the odds boost. All those things are important for your profitability long term.
2: Uh, Alex Santi uh, in the chat asked, "Why are NHL? I don't know prom, I'm Assuming props are so low on the pick'em sites relative to our projections because we have a we have a large NHL slate tonight. I'm not necessarily short. Sure what which ones you mean? I mean, I know I know. Will you're not you're not." Uh, much of an NHL person. I've been doing NHL props since the, the season started. Oh, uh, I have as well. The, I don't think they're, lo- I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not sure, I'm not really sure what Alex, and maybe you could clarify it in the chat. Of so I've taken a low lot low more low. unders well, on
3: NHL than overs for what it's worth.
2: Well, yeah, no, that's ap- absolutely. I'm uh, typically, typically I'm taking unders. The thing is what they're doing now on, have you seen underdog? Under, oh, you talking NHL about the fantasy stuff? points? Yeah, no, so, no. The un- what underdog is doing is that they're not giving you that option, which probably is smart from their end of the types of people that they want as clients. So for instance, how they're pricing it is that a lot of times in NHL, I'm taking unders, right? I'm taking under two and a half shots. Yeah. Right. And because it's I have it as like a 59% win probability of the under two and a half. Now, normally in the past, they'd move that down and maybe make it under two and then leave it and let let it let it hang there. What they're doing now is they're doing they're not giving you the choice of the under two and a half. They're saying over two and a half. Oh, for increased x. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the The peppers, the
3: peppers, the peppers, right?
2: Yeah. But like for some but for someone like me, that's that's typically looking for for undervalue like. Once they add the pepper, they're never adding enough that it makes the win probability worthwhile to even take the over with like 1.5x or 1.75x. At that point, yeah. I'm typically going and, and making, I'm just doing the straight up prop on DraftKings or or BetMGM or something like that. FanDuel props are, aren't very good for NHL. Yeah. Uh, so I just, it's like sneaky. It's like, okay, I, I put in all my props on like on DraftKings and BetMGM. Those are the two main books. Uh, that get the best value for NHL props, and then I'm like, okay, let me go to Prize Picks, see what's available there. I put together like a five or a six of the best ones, and I'm like, and then I'll move over to Underdog. And then I, now I've been going over to Underdog, going where 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 are the numbers? Like I I only have, I only have like <laughs> yeah. I, basically only overs. I have to find the overs that I have and go. Do they still have those over? And a lot of times the overs that I have, I have I have over one and a half for this guy on DraftKings. And then they don't have the over one and a half; they have the over two, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's not good enough, right? right. Or, or they'll have all they have on a two and a half; they'll have the over three, but you get one point two five x. And I'm like, yeah. let me do that calculation, and I type it in with the, you know, how much the payout here and what's the payout on DraftKings. It's like, no, I'm getting more just betting it straight than I'm right. using it as an underdog play, even with the multiplier with the pepper. And I'm like. Yeah, sneaky, sneaky underdog.
3: Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah, yeah, they they they've taken it away, man. I, I will let me clear this up for Alex. Um, So let me say this to Alex. On underdog, underdog has a different scoring system than than FanDuel and DraftKings in terms of the fantasy point scoring, and so the overlay that you see is actually the FanDuel scoring. If I'm not, I'm I'm about hundred percent sure because I was check cross referencing it myself. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm about 100 positive. The scoring overlay that you're seeing is FanDuel score. so it's not really comparable leg for leg per se. So really, we either need to um, the underdog. The underdog
2: extension needs to convert.
3: Yeah, the,
2: whatever. We got to get a Physical new formula I mean, for it. Or, right.
3: Yeah. Or the you price fix one yourself. is fine. the price fix one is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or you can or you can because prize picks, yeah, they don't really have the fantasy points anymore for NHL. They took that away. It was, I think it was set up for I actually think theirs was set up for DraftKings back in the day, Or maybe it was mm. I can't remember, but it was if it wasn't exact, it was so close that you could use our projections, like for NHL.
2: I mean you can use our projections regardless. You just have to calculate the what the fantasy points of right. all the means would be of all the stats.
3: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what that's really what you got to do. You, and for for NHL, there use our uh, counting, use our statistical projections, if you will, and then do it manually. We, can, I, I mean, I could probably come up with something in my own Excel spreadsheet and spit it out within a matter of minutes. Like that, that might be the way to do it until we until we get a, a, a true formula for it. But that's why it's so high because a lot of them, and I know what he's talking about. Our projections are double a lot of times what theirs are like the guys at it's nine Well, like the scoring system right, totally different they're not matching yeah
2: yeah right okay so cops pick them some little little tips and tricks there for you to start the the show but let's let's talk about tonight's game we'll bring it up on yep. the screen we have eric Wardenberg, Man Nast- napsterman has a free article on the site nfl dfs showdown and
3: napsterman has been around a long time for those of you that don't know i mean he's Napster man is like a legend, really. Uh, he he's been doing this. Hats off to Napster man, seriously. Like he's he's been doing this a long time.
2: Uh, we'll have our uh, for premium members. We'll have our sim tool showdown HQ. That's I don't believe that's up yet. Uh, so you'll see you'll see that here. We have the props and pick them stuff. Obviously, we have our experts weighing in. We have the props tool that you could use here if you're a premium member click on that link in the description get $10 off your first month you get lineup hq you get the projections you get ownership you get you get all of this you get it's a smorgasbord of value but we're going to take a look at tonight's game i think the big the biggest talking point the biggest thing on tonight's game is is trevor lawrence going to play yep if he does what is his prognosis and we have uh, trevor lawrence at 9600 on draftkings C.J. Beathard is 8,600. Jacksonville's going to New Orleans. It's a low total game, you know, 39. And obviously that total has come down probably a little bit because of you know, uncertainty around Lawrence. We've seen the, the Jaguars receiving props move a little bit lower than they probably should be if Lawrence was in. What do you, what, what do you, if you had to, obviously, obviously, 650 Eastern or 645 Eastern? Like, well, no. It, it, they're, they're unlikely to keep him active if he's not gonna play. But at this moment in time, are you more if you were building lineups now? Would you be assuming that Lawrence plays? And would that matter? How would your construction and the way that you're gonna build your showdown lineups matter if Bether plays instead of Lawrence? Like, how much of a diff like I know Lawrence is better than Bethard, but I don't necessarily consider CJ Bethard to be like a garbage quarterback. Like does it really does it change your approach to building showdown lineups at all?
3: Um I think it will change it slightly. Um I I think I'll probably be a little bit more into um the Tampa Bay offense if he plays. I know. I know that sounds crazy. The
2: Jacksonville offense. Hopefully, nothing. Yeah. Tampa sorry. Bay. Sorry. I
3: said Tampa Bay. I meant Jacksonville, uh, because what I think is going to happen to me, and this is me. So this is me blender anticipating ahead of time what the field will do. So it's not a perfect science, but I think if if uh, Lawrence is out, I think the field is going to be much lower on Jacksonville, and I think their offense is good enough to still move the ball some, even if he's out. Like. They've still got Etn, they've still got Kirk, they've still got Ridley. Um, and if they get behind, like I think, um, um, I think Bortles, Blake Bortles, has shown us over over talking the years, CJ and, uh, huh?
2: CJ, oh, are you talk, oh you're talking about in the past, yeah, yeah, Blake, yeah, 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 right, okay, right, right. okay, past, okay I got, yeah, like uh, Blake Bortles isn't on the team, <laughs> yeah, but I, this, I think I know the point you're making yeah. That that a quarterback like that could still fantasy wise be fine cuz the old school people that play NFL DFS know that that you plug in Blake Bortles for 4800 in in your main slate lineup and right. then you just don't watch the game in the first half don't care that he has minus 2 you just know yeah. that that he's going to throw of the game, enough we'll have he's 25 57 <laughs> times in the second second half that you're gonna be fine with a. You're gonna get twelve points no matter what.
3: Oh gosh, yeah. So that that's 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 the point I'm trying to make. Like, th- if they get behind, they'll have to throw. He'll 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 make some some connections. Maybe he throws a touchdown. Maybe he maybe he lucks boxes into falling into the end zone with a with the rushing touchdown. But I always say, especially with a guy like uh, CJ CJ Beathard, he's played in the NFL. It's not like he's a rookie. He's come- he's played for the 49ers. He's got, we're not saying he's elite. We're saying he's a competent backup quarterback that should be able to keep this offense floating, sustaining some type of, some type of production. And so I'll be a little bit more into the, uh, the, the offense. And then if you want to look at it from a a real life standpoint, Blender, uh, you know, the team is going to, the team would have prepared for Lawrence all week. You know, for what they think he's going to do, so that will give him somewhat of a a leg up, if you will. If he's playing well, they, they they'd have to make some adjustments at halftime. So, uh, all in all, I'm going to be much higher on the Jacksonville offense. I still I'm still going to have pieces of or plenty of pieces of of New Orleans. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying from a game theory perspective, if you will, the field's going to be much lower in Jacksonville, and I think that'll be a mistake in this particular scenario.
2: Right. We have to figure that uh, some of the highest on players on the slate are going to be Kamara, going to be Chris Olave at 9K, Kamara at 10.4K, Etienne 10.2K.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
2: Truthfully, it's kind of weird for me to say. I I almost feel like Alvin Kamara may actually be underpriced. Like I, I feel because like of the like, target share in the Russian. Right, because of the combination of how he could get there. He's gonna be the most I think he's gonna end up being the highest owned player on the slate. I think even if Lawrence plays, I think this this ownership is gonna come down because people will be like, well, how. How confident can we be, even if he's a game-time decision or whatever? So I think the Lawrence ownership is going to come down a bit. Uh, Derek Carr, 8,800, I think may end up being a little bit over-owned. I mean, I'm much more likely, I'm assuming assuming we don't have the SIM tool uh, up yet, which should be up soon, by early this afternoon. I'm gonna guess that Kamara is most likely the optimal captain. I mean, it's just a matter of how owned he's gonna be in the captain spot. Especially like, if Lawrence if is were... out.
3: especially if Lawrence is out.
2: Right. But yeah. I feel like even if I, I can play a lineup that has a lot of Jacksonville and just play like and don't play any of their guys in the in the cap. Like if I'm gonna play like I could like, for instance, if let, let me put it in. Like if I put Camara here. The problem on this slate is that the low-end value, there's really no low-end value. There's Like, there's nothing, there's there's not much hanging out down on the bottom with the, the, maybe, I mean, some of these guys, so like Foster Monroe at 3,200 is a little bit rich, right? You're going to have to use a Brenton Strange or a Jamal Agnew or something down there. But I have no problem with, like, a Kamara captain, right? If you could do something like this with Kamara captain, you play Lawrence with, like, Engram, you play, you know, Engram and Ridley, right? You have fifty three hundred or something like that. You could play, like I'm, I'm filling in, like I could play Kamara at the captain, so I could play the, maybe the the New Orleans kicker, wherever. wherever I, I where, do like it?
3: the New Orleans kicker tonight for what it's worth. Just in, just in simple counting stats, New Orleans is averaging uh, at least th- about three field goal attempts. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I think it's three field goal attempts at home. So, and he's been fairly accurate this season. So I, I do like that call for the, for the kicker.
2: But I mean, you could fill this in, you could put, maybe play Shahid or something. I mean, you have enough money here to do stuff. Like even if I plug in Christian Kirk and I play the entire stack, right? Kamara captain, Lawrence, Engram, Ridley, Kirk. And I mean, you still have 2,600 left. I mean, I could, I could play Tank Bigsby or something. I can, I mean, like I have no problem playing like five, one lineups with the, the captain being Kamara, the captain being Olave the ca- you know like like the pricing is soft enough in the mid range that like i'm less inclined to try to just keep on jamming in like kamara etienne olave like it seems like like yeah. you you don't, just don't have enough value on the bottom end for that type of stuff but yeah, I, i'm hey, assuming me... our sims are going to sh- are going to show i don't know i don't know that's why i like using the sim tool that we have here at uh, at roto grinders at least for the, the showdown stuff you'll see will you were on the call you were on the call on monday right internally oh yeah i've, absolutely. I've, been, I've been teasing absolutely. this i've been teasing it we have a sim tool that shows output of our simulations which you'll find here like yeah uh, showdown sim uh sim tool and showdown hq coming right it'll, it'll be out soon but that's all powered by a back-end system that we're yep. coming out with at Roto Grinders along with Fantasy Labs that you could just run the Sims yourself and see the lineups and the types of lineups that you want to play. And here at Roto Grinders, I think it could completely revolutionize like how we kind of come up with lineups. We we may be more often on these shows not showing lineup HQ as much and showing Sim Labs. And playing yeah. and toying around with, well, if we played this guy with this guy and that guy with that guy, like what are the highest lineups that cash more often than not based on our projections? What are the lineups that show up in the top 1% more often than not? How do we balance out this thing and just run lineups that way? I mean, it's it's so much easier than Kind of like trying to derive information out of like a simulation output file of like Kamara is going to be 18% on in the captain, but he's optimal 21% of the time. Like that doesn't necessarily tell you what types of lineups those are. Yeah. But our new Sim Labs tool, which should be coming out fairly soon, we saw it on Monday. I mean, especially for Showdown, Will, I look at that tool and I go, yeah, I need I need twenty lineups tonight. Like, screw lineup HQ.
3: I'm, I'm going to Simone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think it's going to get really interesting, especially for for NFL, um, particularly uh, as we get closer to the end of the season. Well, when I say get close to the end, I'm saying like it's week seven now. I'm saying by the time we get to week ten or eleven, where we're kind of in that. S- slightly past midway point, and now I think you know Sim Labs will probably be my assumption is it would be up and kind of rolling by to. then, you know, that give you three weeks, three weeks-ish. Um, I I'm very excited about it because especially for somebody like me, with the way I like to play, so I, I especially for Showdown. So for those of you that have listened to me and Blender hang out and talk about Showdown, probably for at least the past three years, Blender we've been able to talk Showdown at least a few times a month. Um, me and Blender have a, a similar philosophy. We just do it different ways. And I think if you've watched the show, like we understand that about each other. I'm definitely into locking guys in on Showdown because of because of those iterations. And, and if I end up being wrong on a guy, I'm fine with that. But because of the iterations and the ability to do, that's really why I like to lock a player in. If I feel like they've really got upset, mostly in the flex, though not necessarily at captain, but mostly in the flex, a guy that I don't think is going to be an optimal captain, but I think it's going to be necessary to take it down. That's kind of how I like to play. So for me, when 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 I'm able to get in Sim Labs, um, and you lot, do that in Sim Labs, you could right. literally say, I just want I just want to see lineups. I want to see a
2: hundred lineups with this guy. Right. Even if you're not going to play 100 lineups, you're going to be like, I'm going to play 20 of these. And you can just scroll through and go, yeah, well, these are I've all been simulated and here's all the stats on them. And these all should be pretty good. Then I'm going to just select the ones that I want. And they're constructed the way that they should be.
3: Yeah, correct. Correct. And that's the that's the beauty, I think, um, of, of Sim Labs. Now, there's some other features that lineup HQ will have that Sim Labs won't have. But I think. Once once we get used to this style blender, um, I will because everything's going to have a a a a a growing or learning curve for your style of play, right? Like every everything kind of has that. But no matter what system you use, Um, I remember back in the day, um, you know, I I was trying to figure out, you know, did I want to use Fantasy Cruncher at one point? Like, how much better was Fantasy Cruncher versus, you know rg or whatever back you know way back in the day and it, it, it just ended up being better R- rg just seemed to fit the way i thought better in terms of how i want to approach lineup how i want to build how i want to change projections whatever whatever right and so i i ended up doing that but um with sim labs i don't have to do that as much i can just kind of say i want this 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 and, and it's a little bit more involved than that but i, I can kind of tell it, exactly what i want and then Blender, it's gonna give me mostly exactly what I want. Like in lineup HQ, sometimes I'll say, Hey, I want 50% of this guy that's giving me 38%. And I'm like, oh, I gotta make some more changes. In Sim Labs, if I say I want 50%, Blender, I'm gonna get 50% and it's gonna give me the best version of all these lineups with him and them 50%. So it's it's gonna be good. I think people are gonna enjoy it. I know we're teasing a little bit because we've seen it and seen it, seen it in action, but I think it's gonna be good.
2: Right. And also, you know, we're, we're this is a morning show for 11 a.m. We're not necessarily sure about Trevor Lawrence's status. I mean, tune into the pre lock show tonight that's on this YouTube channel. It's on Roto Grinders. Click on that subscribe button. Click on the notification bell. You always know when it goes live. Yeah. But you said mentioning about you're, you're the type of person that I don't mind the high variance in my portfolio. I'm playing a bunch of lineups. I'm going to lock a guy in. Who's
3: that guy on this slate as of right now? So, for me, if if we're locking guys in, and, and remember. I'm not saying you
2: should. I'm not saying you should. It, all it does is increase the variance. Who are you right. most confident in using in your lineup? So I think that's a better way of putting it. I never like promoting, yeah. like, you have to lock someone in and increase
3: yeah, yeah, the variance. Yeah, yeah,
0: like, you're not, yeah. You don't, don't, you don't have to do that. That's just that.
3: my style. That's why I always clarify right. that. That's my style of play. Even in NBA Blender, like, when I'm in big GPPs, I end up locking in a guy or two. Like, That's my, especially on FanDuel, that's my style. So don't, don't, and I don't do it every single slate, but like a lot of slates I will. So we're not telling you that you have to do this. It's just my style. For me, I think it's Michael Thomas today. Um, But once again, here's the thing. I think Michael Thomas is the quintessential flex play because I don't think he's going to score enough points to to be optimal in any – so I'm not even going to play him in the captain Blender. Like, he's getting zero captain exposure. But he's got one of the best floors because of the targets, and he's not going to be – he's not their downfield threat. That's Shahid. That's Olave. He's just a guy, 8 to 10 yards, picking up a – racking up catches. He'll have five or six catches for anywhere from 40 to 60 yards. If he has 70 yards, it's a good day for him in his offense as it's constructed right now. And he's just got some of the, in my opinion, the best uh, floor on the slate for the price. Once again, best floor for the price. So Michael Thomas is my lock button only in flex. I will not play him in any captain at all tonight. Lock him in the flex. And now I feel like I can lock, I can find the iterations that will get me what I need to get close to the top 1%. If I'm using SimLabs, or lineup HQ, I should have a good shot if, if if I'm right.
2: I think on the Jacksonville side, I think that the Evan Ingram fits that bill also. Correct. I Correct. mean, like Evan Ingram, I mean, all these receivers like Ridley, let's like say Jones isn't gonna play. No, right? They use, they use Ingram as a third as a wide receiver practically, and like the, the yes, Ingram has a lower yardage and a lower a dot than, than Ridley and Kirk, but he's also like two over two thousand less expensive. His projection yeah. from a floor standpoint. Do I think Evan Ingram and Captain, like I, you'd say about the t- Michael Thomas? Is Ingram is going to be putting up twenty plus points? Maybe not. But from a floor perspective, like if I had to choose, like we're building this dummy lineup right here, I'm going to put Ingram in the flex, right? Yeah. So now for <laughs> Captain, who would you if if you had the lock button? I mean, we're using the term lock button. Someone in the – like, who who you're more likely to play – you're going to be over in the captain spot for – like, I look at guys like Olave and Kamara and Ridley and Kirk. Yeah. Like, these are the – to me, these are the people I'm more likely to be playing in yeah. captain. absolutely. So for the sake of this show and we're building out this, like, you know, this lineup in the morning, who are we putting in our captain spot?
3: Um, let, let me just say, too, Blender. So, on draft case, I never lock in a captain – unless it's like a Lamar Jackson slate and he's playing the worst offense. Uh, he's playing against the, uh, the other team has the worst offense in football and they just don't have anyone and everybody's injured. Like to me, that's the only time you you kind of need to be having a lock button on DraftKings or, or fan in terms of MVP or captain. Like I don't think it's optimal to lock in captains b- because of how the game works. You know what I'm saying? But if I had to choose a captain uh right now, uh, I just think from, from pure upside is probably Christian Kirk for me. Like he he doesn't have um, he's the cheapest. And I feel like, especially since, since Zay Jones has been out, I feel like we've seen his production increase. So in terms of snap count, which last week doesn't really count because it was complete blowout. It was complete blowout of Indianapolis, but week one, we saw uh, Christian Kirk on the field 60%. Remember Zay Jones was there week two. I think Zay Jones got hurt in this game. His snap count went up to 81% blender, Then 86, 79, 83, 70, pretty much right on par with Calvin Ridley outside of last week where it was a blowout. He was only on the field 70% of the time because, I mean, they, they didn't need him out there, right? And then if you go to uh, the targets um, – God, I thought I had this pulled up. Here we go. If you go to the targets blender – when we look at Christian Kirk, now look at this now, and I'm a, I'm a big proponent of this. So week one, Christian Kirk had 13 targets. I mean, three targets. Week two, 14. Week three, six. 12, eight, and six. So he's had pretty much more or equal targets to Ridley. And then uh, just to back up our Evan Ingram claim, Blender, Evan Ingram, since Zay Jones went out, 8, 8, 8, 8, 7. So... He's really equal to uh, um, Calvin Ridley. They're they're pretty much all equal. So if they're all going to be equal, then I might as well take the cheaper guy. that's going to get the same volume. Like he's not. And what, like you said, Adot's different. We understand that, but the opportunities are the same, and that's what I'm looking at. So for me, uh, Christian Kirk and Christian Kirk does have big play ability down the field. So he would be my 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 captain choice here.
2: Okay. So now in our lineup, in our little Little dummy lineup this morning. Kirk and the captain. We already have Thomas Ingram in here. Yeah, so we're gonna play Kirk and the captain most which, likely. Which and actually we already makes have sense. There. Yeah, we're gonna play Trevor Lawrence. Absolutely. And the other absolutely. Top. And then let's see what we do if we put Kamara in the other flex. We have fifty two hundred left. Look at that. And fifty 50 two hundred is like we could play Rashid. We could play Rashid in this lineup. We could play Brandon McManus. We could play where? Where? Where's the new? Where? What, Where's the Saints kicker? Yeah, I don't know where he is. He's not in there. Saints kicker. Least... Do we not have him projected? The Saints kicker is what Blake Group. Yeah, fifty. Oh, he's fifty-two hundred. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There's the there's the lineup. Kirk and the <laughs> captain, Thomas Ingram, Lawrence Kamara, Group. I mean, this is the lineup. I mean, obviously, in 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 large field, like this lineup is going to be due. I, I can tell you, I could tell you for absolutely and unequivocally, this, this lineup may be duped, not only once, not only five times, not only 10 times, but 50, hundred. I mean, you're using 50 yeah. K salary and the lineup makes sense. And you're playing oh, all yeah. guys that are going to be like owned enough,
1: yeah. like
2: small field. Yeah. I mean, you can play it. And maybe it's still profitable even at 88 dupes, but like, if I was play if I was playing a hundred man contest, like, I wouldn't mind playing this lineup.
3: Yeah. And, and, and so, Blender, here's the thing, too. You, you kind of have to know, like, here's why contest selection matters. So, uh, on Sunday, I was on the Showdown show, and I, I want to go back to uh, – can I get back to my lineup? But anyway, on Sunday, Blender, I felt so good about Showdown that I decided to play, like, some three- and four-man contests. Like, that's how good I felt about Showdown on Sunday for what I – I just, I just felt, felt good. Right. And um, it was actually on, this was, it was actually on, on a owner's box, but, but that's a new site that we don't talk about as much, but this, this one was on owner's box and here's why I'm bringing this up. So first of all, you know, on new sites, you know, the field is going to be slightly softer um, until everybody kind of catches up. So you just got to know how to make money there. But I started sitting back and thinking. I said, well, if I really like this slate and I kind of know what people are going to do and I feel like I'm on the right path, I might as well get in some of these three or four mans and four men and win some money while, while I'm at it. Right. So I did that. And uh, when I went back to give me a second, I'll tell you what I played on Sunday. And, and I made money in, in the GPP as well. Um, but like I said, these. You know, three and four man's I made money there too. Here's what I played: CeeDee Lamb, Keenan Allen, Dak Prescott, Ferguson, Gerald Everett, right? That's what I played. Jake Ferguson didn't really do anything, but you just have to understand how the field was gonna think. Everybody pretty much in the contest either had um uh CD Lamb or um Keenan Allen in the MVP slot there. What they didn't do, and I, I knew they weren't going really, to, what they did not do was go double tight end. You see what I'm saying? And, and both of the tight ends were, were fairly cheap, fairly reasonable. And so I was able to get both of those in with pretty much other high quality players. Whereas sometimes we try to balance it out too much, right? We try to get all median projected guys because we want a lot of points. Well, but you, you still need, more points than the other people. Do you get what I'm saying, Blender? Sometimes we, we lead too much into the, the, the median rather right,
2: than – not, not to the ceiling. It's like – Correct. People, correct. Right, sometimes, sometimes people, it's like, well, I can't jam in the three highest. Like, for instance, on this slate, like, people will look at lineups. People will shy away from a lineup like this. Like, like let's say, instead of, like, the Thomases and the Engrams, yeah. right, we say, okay, well, I want to play a Lave – in the captain spot, yeah, right? Yeah. Or, or I want to play play come out, What You play Kamara in the captain spot, but I also want to play Etienne and Olave, right? And I also want to play Derek Carr, right? Because he could throw it. And then you like average remaining player salary is thirty two hundred. And then they look down and they go, "Oh my god, what the hell's down here?" And they're like, "Well, I'm also I'm going to play uh uh what, what what's down here? There's not I, I'm going to play uh, the Shaheed, and you have 1,400 left. And it's yep. like, well, there's nothing – well, then you played Brandon Strange as a tight end, just a random – and they go, yeah. oh, but this lineup, like, Brandon Strange could score, like, like no points. It's like, yeah, and it's still – this lineup could still be optimal because all these other guys could – like, what happens if Kamara scores 35, Etienne has two touchdowns, Olave has 100 yards and a touch – like – You'd want to jam in the, all the highest priced guys that scored tons of points and you can get away with yeah. one point, zero points, two points in one and, or two spots. Yeah, but of and course Blizzard. that's the scenario though. But that isn't a median scenario. That's when two or three guys are the ones that put up like all the points on a slate. Yeah. And the only way to jam in all three of them is that you got to do like two sh- garbage, shitty tight ends on the bottom Right. And and let's take it it back.
3: Let's take it back like three, two to three years ago, maybe four years ago. Let's go four. Yeah. Four years ago with FanDuel. I'm I'm just talking through this just to submit your point here, because it was the same exact strategy. We're just not thinking about it like it was literally the same. Now, I'm saying compared to what you're talking about, FanDuel came out with a bright idea of drop your lowest score for fantasy. So right, there's is the NBA, right? Yeah, sorry, sorry, I didn't clarify. This was NBA. Right.
2: Th- thank you. Right, and people didn't realize that they should probably just punt, punt away one position regardless. Blender, I did that a, quarter
3: drop. Yeah, I did it so much blender because what would happen is, especially on the nights blender where you could actually get two to three, or let's say two, two actual two. three to four K guys that were actually going to produce you literally would just you could load up on the 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 stars it didn't matter what stars they were it could be it could have been Russ westbrook it could have been james harden it could have been lebron it could have been kevin durant it didn't matter it it did don't don't get me wrong it did matter You, you know it could have been Kawhi. but the point was you could literally take one to two value plays because you already you just found the weakest position and said okay I'm going to take a 3K guy here that could do something, could not do something. It doesn't matter. I'm already planning to drop that score. And you find the best, you know, you play Steph Curry or whatever, point guard. You point the sec- you point the second point guard. Typically, we're always going to get a cheap shooting guard for 4K. That's going to get you 30 fantasy points that night. And you roll it from there. And because you're, you're approaching it as you're intentionally planning for this particular person to not score or do anything and i think that's what you're saying when you're looking at this game or as the example you were painting was hey if you really want all these high median projected guys then you're going to have to make some concessions and the concession is brandon strange at 600 bucks i'm not looking at what his price is but the point is that's the concession you're making to try to actually increase the floor and the upside of your team Oh, and by the way, Brandon Strange was on the field 53% of the time last week. Now, prior to that, it was 27, and prior to that, it was 39 and 29. But the point is, he's not going to not do anything, but he could also not do anything. And if he does, okay, let's just hope the rest of our lineup, all all the production is centered around these guys.
2: Right. You're not playing Brandon Strange or Keith Kirkwood or Jamal Agnew or Luke Farrell. You're not playing these guys because – these guys could score 15 points. No, you're playing them so you could play five other spots in your lineup that are a lot of salary and yeah. they score a lot of points and and if they score 8, hallelujah. Great. Hallelujah. It's, it's a good right. day. Yeah. Right. If yeah. they score 2, you can still you can still win a GPP with them scoring 2 depending yeah. on how high the other players in your lineup score. Yeah, exactly. So people Meaning shy away it, from some of these cheapies not they're trying to go what cheap is Kendry Miller going to do well it's like i don't i'm not playing kendry miller because he's kendry miller i'm playing him because i can jam in four expensive guys yes and he's just a guy that he's the drop a score guy it's like yeah. if he puts up zero it's i it, it still may not matter
3: right yeah, if, and if he and gives me five i can win yeah and and for me i love slates where all the production is sent around guys like this because i do get to play <laughs> Britain strange like the Cowboys to me, uh Blender, are like one of my favorite showdown teams right now. I think they've been on maybe two or three, I can't remember, but because I just play Cavante Turpin every time. Yes. Like Cavante Turpin is up being two or three hundred bucks. I know he's got a shot at a kick return. I know he's got a shot at, at a at a gadget play for the to hand in the ball, and he's got a shot at one target. So I go in knowing he's got limited opportunities, but he's got big playability. He could run a kickback. He could get one catch for twenty yards. He could get one carry for twenty yards. I don't care. But they they're going to price him at two, three, four hundred bucks every week, and I get to play him every time the Cowboys play, and it opens up all that salary to do other really great things. So I think that's a great call by you, uh, for this particular league Great call.
2: Well, we'll have more. Well, we'll have more calls. We'll have more analysis on the NFL pre-lock show. That's tonight 11, 4, uh, 11, 745. Eastern or so here on the YouTube channel, so hit that notification bell. You'll know when we go live. Uh, Will people can follow you on Twitter as well as in the the Chiefs Prop Shop in the Discord. rotogrinders.com slash Discord. There, it's free. You could just join and uh, have fun in there. And Will, uh, you're looking forward. To, uh, we're going to be getting basketball back in uh, in less than a week. Uh, yeah. Good luck to uh, good. Good. Say goodbye to your to your to your nights uh, late
3: swapping forty times. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hopefully I don't have to do that the first week. But Blender, we already we say that that
2: will we say that every year, and we always know, have to do it. I
3: know. We, we I know James Harden is going to come back for game one after no practice, and we're all going to be scrambling. I'm, I'm no, kidding. no.
2: Someone's going to be held out of the first game for load management, and we're going to be like, <laughs> what, "What kind of joke
3: is this? It's the first game of the – What what load? There's been no load yet." Right, right. It's probably going to be Kawhi Leonard. If I had to guess, anybody to be held out of Game One, it's Kawhi Leonard. Oh boy.
2: Uh, but we'll we'll talk more about NBA uh, yeah, for in sure. the uh, upcoming shows. You know, you'll be here. You typically on on this show. You know, once a week or so. So uh, hit that thumbs up button on your way out the door hit all the buttons on youtube it helps us out some free content here sign up for roto grinders premium you'll get all the updated ownership all the uh updated uh projections all the premium content look out for sim labs we'll be i'll be showing that off on this show when it does get released and uh and send in questions to the mailbag questions at theory goes directly to me and i answer them on this show so i'm here 11 o'clock Eastern, Monday through Friday. Talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy, props, and pick them on Roto Grinders today. <laughs>